We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. This is the post-game live show. This is a show for the fans, by the fans. If you got diehard Knicks fans, hit that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up button. We're giving you live news and post-game analysis after every single game of the season. The Knicks lose, as expected, to the Miami Heat, 129-114. to Seven players in the Miami Heat uniform in double figures. They led as much... They led by 34 points. Biggest lead of the game, 34 points. Smacked us from the start. Straight up, smacked us from the start. From the first quarter, the Heat had 14 assists. In the first quarter alone, by the second quarter, they had 22 assists. This team, this Heat team is a team that moves the ball. And they're purely unselfish. By halftime, most of these guys had 9 and 10 and 9 and 10 and 9 and 10 points. Like, they they share the ball. This team is what the Knicks should aspire to be. A team of guys made up of 14th pick, 13th pick, second rounders. Guys who grinded it out and it became top picks of the draft. Or not even top picks of the draft, it just became the third best team in the Eastern Conference. Knicks never really had a day... Um, for a variety of reasons. We knew. Me personally. I knew. We was going to come in this game. And we was going to lose. I, I personally saw it coming. The heat of the heat. They are the epitome. Of good ball movement. And good three point shooting. The two things. That we are bad at. Is defending the three. And especially when we have. Uh, ball movers like these guys. Now we have been better with Mike Miller. But at the same time, there's there's things that we just can't, there's insurmountable odds. Now, I'll, I will say this. There were a few things that stood out to me. 
Marcus Morris in particular in that first quarter, I feel like didn't give the complete effort he should have from the start of the quarter. The, the first unit in general, I feel like didn't give that complete effort. I felt like the second unit was even more in tune, even though they were losing. Uh, the first few picking rolls, I seen Marcus Morris not making multiple efforts. Uh, caught ball washing a few times. And even when he was open, I think, what is he? Number He was the number three, number five, best three-point shooting player in the league. Marcus was missing wide open jumpers, wide open threes. Matter of fact, the Knicks were missing threes in general. They couldn't hit the broad side of the barn, especially in that first half. I think they only made two threes in the first half. It was atrocious. It was it was pretty bad. There was not many bright spots in that game. Uh, Julius Randle also kind of fell into a little bit of his old habits, a little bit too much of ISO Randle. Like, if you look at his stats in general, Randle average, he he finished with 13 points and 18 rebounds. I mean, in eight rebounds, I'm sorry. 14 points and eight rebounds. Let me switch to this stats window real quick. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 13 points, 8 rebounds for Randall. Shot 3 of 11, 27%, only played 23 minutes. It was garbage time pretty much in the third quarter. It was over, it was a wrap. <laughs> um, I felt like he got a little bit too much into ISO ball early. He seems like he's falling into bad habits. Um, but defensively was the problem. And shooting threes, especially in that first half, was a big problem. R.J. Barrett, also not a great showing. Only had two points. Two rebounds. One for ten for the field for 10%. And the thing with R.J. Barrett was his touch was all the way off. Severely off. The three-point shots that he was that he was taking, the ball wasn't even close to going into the hoop. He seemed like he knuckleballed a few shots. It seemed like he was losing his touch. Uh, he had a really off night. Not a good night for most people. Taz Gibson was outmatched by their seven-foot big man. Only finished with two points. Frightening Lakina didn't show much in the first half. Had two early turnovers that got them in the fast breaks. He didn't show much as well. There wasn't a lot of positives to take. But if you are looking for something to hold on to, you can say you like the energy that Mitchell Robinson came with. He finished with 18 points, only four rebounds. But he finished with 18 points in 28 minutes. Fouled out, of course. You would like to see him not get all these crazy fouls. But he was in the game long enough to at least play 28 minutes. And he seemed like he hustled. And also... Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis came in the game and scored 30 points and eight rebounds. Matter of fact, the only time we really had a chance or even showed a heartbeat was at the end of the third quarter when Bobby started going off with that second unit and DSJ caused a few turnovers. 
So shout out to Bobby Porter. He's the only one who's actually on this game with 30 points and 8 rebounds. Yeah, Bobby Porter's may have up this trade value, just like you said. That might have just happened. Also, Kevin Knox, I know he didn't have a crazy shooting game. I don't think he shot well in general. But Kevin Knox seemed like he was at least aggressive going to the basket. He got a, he didn't get all the calls I feel like he should have. But I at least kind of liked that he was fighting. You know what I mean? The surprise of the game, though. Another little topic, anyway, is the rotations. The rotations were something interesting today. Um... It seems like it seems like Coach Miller wanted to go more to Dennis Smith Jr. early. Dennis Smith Jr. didn't play that many minutes. Only played 14 minutes, but gave you five assists in the 14 minutes. Obviously, it seemed like the coach felt like Frank wasn't giving us anything on the offensive end, and even though he was playing defense. It wasn't really igniting the rest of the group. I feel like the rest of the first unit wasn't following suit. And they went, he went straight offense. And he did get to the hole and cause some problems in that regard. But it was still a little bit too much. But keep your eye on that because Frank didn't really play in the third quarter. And that was something interesting to see. Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton started the first quarter. And what was interesting about Alfred Payton starting the first quarter is, um, you know, Alfred was on a run. Alfred Payton was on a run when he had two games with zero turnovers and over 20 assists. And the first player of the third quarter, he comes in. Franklin King does not play. And he gets a turnover. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. Salute to everybody watching, man. This is the only post-game. This is the best post-game live show on the YouTube, I believe. This show is by the fans. Because I am a fan. And it's for the fans. Call in, vent your frustrations if you don't like what you see here today. If you didn't like what you saw in the game. Honestly, man, here's a, I expected to lose to the Miami Heat. I expect to struggle against teams who move the ball well. They can shoot the three well. So this is not surprising me. To me, I'm still rocking with Coach Miller either way. I wish we could have won this game. I wish we could have kept this closer. But I do admire the second unit fought. The second unit did fight. Try to bring himself back into this game. I wish... They could have done a little earlier, and I wish the first unit, especially Morris and Randall, this game would attack their defense and their switches and their rotations like the second unit did. Like Even though the second unit kind of messed up a few times because they didn't know where to go, I feel like they put in the effort at least, and I want to see that from the first unit as well. Someone besides Frank. That's all I got to say for now. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to They Call Me Tack. Shout out to RJD team. Our Sheik Sid. 
Shout out to everybody who was here watching your post game live on a Friday night. Time to go with the first caller of the night. This is Dan from Long Island. He said he wants to talk about the Knicks Young Core. I'm switching it over to you. Take over, Dan. Can you hear me, Dan? Hey, what up, JL? Yo, what's going on, bro? Yeah, what up, JL? Hey, man. Uh, I get so excited for Friday Night Knicks. <laughs> Do <crazy>. you? <laughs> I'm a 50-year-old man. Yeah, man. I, I just love the theme song. I like having a pizza in front of me with a Coca-Cola. And, and I always get excited. And when they get blown, when they're down 20 in the first quarter, it is just debilitating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it just kills you, man, you know. But whatever, you know, I hang in there for all four quarters. They did some things. But here's, here's what I just wanted to talk about with you, Jim. And I've been, I know I've been beating this drum for a while. And, you know, you take a look at Miami, and it's similar to Denver, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know Miami's got Jimmy Butler, but, but similar to Denver. They get guys in the second round. They get undrafted players, and they take. But they get guys who, who've been playing for a while. Look at Duncan Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. He comes out of Michigan, G League for a year, and and now he's hitting. He you know, he can't do much, but <laughs> he's a he's a straight up knockdown jump shooter. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He's just gonna get once his feet are set. I mean, Clyde was all back because he can walk it, but that's just the new rule, right? But he. He just gets his feet set, and he's gonna knock it down. The facts. And you know we get excited, we get excited about dot or whatever. But why can't we get ourselves like a four-year kid, you know, who's been playing, who's already a developed? I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't. He's. I, I don't want to act like he's a a, a multi-dimensional player, but no. he's a useful player. No, he's, and, he has one job. Get him. And, yeah, and but but he. And, but he he, he's a specialist, but he does it. He's like J.J. Reddick, you know. They can do one thing, but he does it at an elite level. And what I'm saying is, you know, we get all excited about Dot. And we get excited about, like, we can't find the jump shooters to save our lives. And, yeah. you know, we had Fizz here who comes out, who has that Miami pedigree. We found the one guy. We found the one guy in Miami who can't develop players. Juan <laughs> Howard can. Ultra can. You know. And, and that's what gets. But this is what we have to do, JL. We we gotta. When we look at teams that are doing this, this is what we're supposed to be doing, you know. And and I don't know if if Black now that he's there is gonna be doing that with European players for us. I have no idea. But you look at Kevin Knox tonight. I, I thought Kevin Knox. It, it's it's evident that Mike Miller has told this cat, "You got to get to the cup." Yeah, obviously a, he mixed a, it up. He he mixed it up, and I actually honestly yeah, feel like he he missed some calls. They missed some calls for Kevin tonight because he hit the floor a few times. He didn't get the foul call, but he obviously made it a point to get to the cup tonight. Yeah, you can't listen, man. You can't be a lottery pick who's just a jump shooter. I mean, just I mean, you, you're you're number one, you're number nine pick in the draft. You gotta be able to get to the hole. You gotta be able to hit a twelve footer, and you know, of course, you gotta be able to hit three pointer as well. You gotta play. You, you have to when you're that type of player or that type of pick. You gotta have, you gotta be multi-dimensional, and I'm glad that Miller's trying to get him, yeah, to get to get to the cup. You know, so listen, I, I, I was disappointed tonight. The good thing though for you guys, Knicks fans, is that the prices are going down on StubHub for tomorrow night's game. Hey, there you go, <laughs> Knicks fans. Let's go. 
Get those cheap tickets for the Bucks. Yeah, so those tickets, those tickets are going to be up there, man. So scoop them up. They dropped after tonight's game. So, you know, scoop them up. There should be some seats for you guys. And uh, hopefully I see some people at the garden the next couple of nights. Hey, Jail, thanks for taking my call. Have a great evening. All okay. right, man. You too, man. Great evening. Good call. Good call. You salute to you. Salute to Knicks Nation. Yo, for some reason, the chat, Knicks Fan TV's chat is not loading. So I'm going to be physically on YouTube's Knicks Fan TV's pan channel so I can see what's going on with you guys. So shout out to King Cash, shout out to Prana, shout out to Apple Fanboy, shout out to Tommy Gibbs, and you guys, along with my chat. Shout out to John Talento, Craig Williams always holds me down. Thanks for the love. They call me Tack Ricardo Custer. Shout out to everybody watching. Yeah, man, here's the thing. Like, they have... New York, first of all, has to have the patience to develop these guys. We can't keep chucking out the, the baby with the bathwater every few years. We have to have patience and develop some of these guys so they can show, you know, that they are legit and they can develop into guys like Siakam or, or, or Jimmy Butler or Kendrick Nunn or... Like sometimes it sometimes it does take time, but sometimes you just have to be lucky. Straight up, you just gotta be lucky sometimes. And you know what else too? I'll say this: Knicks they shot horribly tonight from the three point line, in particularly in the first half. But we had an off night. I'll say this: we had an off night because. And this, this is what you have. This, this is how you have to realize the difference between a coaching loss and a player loss. Because I, I pray that Dolan and some of these guys can tell the difference. The difference usually is in the type of shooting, the type of shots you're getting, the type of shots the Knicks missed tonight were wide open three pointers, wide open. Marcus Morris, who's the lead, our leading three point shooter was awful today from three. He got a little bit going in the second half, but he was awful. R.J. Barrett, you already know what it is. Like, we need more three-point shooters here. Wayne Ellington, he was hot and cold. He has an Achilles injury. That might open up the lane for somebody like Reggie Bullock, who shot, what, 39% from three one year from... Another year, he shot a crazy 44% for three. That might leave the door open for some guys like that who can actually do some damage. And it's going to get tricky. Some point, Maybe somebody has to be traded. I don't know. Or somebody has to lose minutes. But that might open the door for him. That's going to be tricky for the coach. I, I do not envy being the coach. That's for sure. <clears throat> But not on to some Knicks news. This might be a short show tonight unless I don't see the, the, the calls flooding in. I don't think everybody's excited at this game and have the the passion of this loss like they usually do because it's to be expected. I expect another one tomorrow versus Utah. I'm not even going to lie. But hey, man, this is part of the process. Let's get on to some Knicks news in the meantime. Knicks news in the meantime. It is December 15th, has passed us. We do have until February to make some trades. 
So in the meantime, you will start to hear rumors. Uh, and one rumor in particular has popped up about our very own Dennis Smith Jr. Now hold on a second. Dennis Smith Jr. has is in the headlines right now, according to Ian Begley from earlier. The Timberwolves are among the teams who have interest in trading for Knicks guard Dennis Smith Jr. per sources. Among teams being the key word. Among teams. Meaning there are several teams interested in trading for Dennis Smith Jr. Now the thing is GMs as of now they're projecting that a first round pick for Dennis Smith Jr. is unlikely which is kind of sad considering he is kind of a lottery came into this game with 15 averaging 15 points, 5 assists. We still see he get to the cup today, have 5 assists easy in only 15 minutes. Which this leads the Knicks in a conundrum, man. It leads the Knicks in a conundrum. Because <clears throat> if we are to trade Dennis Smith Jr., trading him for a second round pick does not look good. In general, because of where he came from, the optics of it look bad because of the Perzingis trade, and we got the two second, the two, the two first round picks, and plus Dennis Smith Jr., who was kind of looked at as maybe one of the main pieces in that trade, trading him for a second round pick, it just isn't good. It's, just, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. The Knicks. Depending on their thinking, probably should keep him. But depending on what happens in the few games, in the next few games, they might try to keep Elford Payton. You have to remember certain things. Like, the Knicks should be sellers for sure. The Knicks should be sellers for sure. But Steve Mills is out here trying to save his job. So it's Scott Perry. They're trying to show that Fizzle was the problem and that this team is better than what they supposed to be. So with that being said, if the Knicks keep flirting with wins, I can see these trade deadline stuff being pushed back to to you know to the to the wire till February. And depending how more in or out we are is depending on how we move. With the situation now, if he's only worth a second-round pick, maybe it is worth it to trade over Payton. I'm not sure what what the move could be here because he needs minutes to get his values up with Alfred Payton here, with Frank Nilkina here, with Dennis Smith Jr. There is no way he will be able to play enough to get his value up to a first-round pick. And even going into next season, if we end up getting another guard. We're still going to run into the same problem. So you start to realize, do we flip him now for a second round pick because we've realized he might not get there? Or do we try to keep Alfred Payton to steady the ship, keep Frank, and then if we draft the guard next year, 
Flip Elford or somebody else or and had that guard start. There's a lot of options here. There's a lot of options here. I'm not sure. It's, to me, the best bet might be Smooth Elford. I want to see how this plays out. Interesting to see what you guys think. Some more calls are coming to queue since then. We'll see what you guys have to say. Q from Brooklyn wants to talk about Coach Miller, though. We're going to talk about Coach Miller. Shout out to Q. What's, What's going on, Jay? Q? What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? What's going on, bro? I see you um holding. I see you holding it down, man. Yeah, man. My man, my man, CP on vacation. He in California with the sun. It's yeah. like yeah, man, looks, I gotta take over, man. I gotta <laughs> Looking pretty in California, yeah. beard glistening and everything. Beard glistening. Man, come on. Man. Didn't even leave your boy a free sample. Oh, man. What, what's up? What's up with that, though? Didn't even leave your boy a free sample. What's up? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know, man. We need to heckle him when he gets back for sure. Oh, that's a fact. That's happening. For sure, man. <laughs> that's a fact. That's happening. Well, well, you know, one thing I see today is like if Bobby Portis, it's a good thing actually. If Bobby Portis is scoring thirty out there. That means again this trade value up. Oh, that's a fact. And you know, it all, it also means we're not gonna win if Bobby Porter <laughs> oh, is, is the guy doing it. Oh, that's a fact. So that's a good thing because I really think the the power forward glut gotta be taken care of. That's a fact. And you're right, the point guard glut gotta be taken care of. There's a lot of gluts. <laughs> we might have to wait, we might have to get rid of DSJ because, you know, he looks like a broken player. You know, in, in broken players, the best thing for them is to get a change of scenery. Yeah. I don't, I think we, I think, you know, we, we're going to have to set we screwed up with the Porzingis trade. That's just, that's just going to be a black eye on our, you know, franchise um, for the foreseeable future. But when you get a player that was a high draft pick and they can't, they just can't do anything. They're just broken, and the best thing for them is to get a change of scenery, a small market, and Minnesota definitely might be better off for DSJ. You know, I hate to say it. You know, I want them to succeed like everyone else, but, you know, we're in acquisition phase. Yeah, man. You know, so Morris got to go, and, you know, hopefully he does something like baseball does, brings him back. Morris got to go. He's it's. His trade value is way too high to be with us. We're going nowhere. Yeah, we're going and nowhere. If man. we could get DS, we could get DSJ in Minnesota. We need to do that. We need to clean the slate. Porzingis from if you know, I don't, I don't think Mills is going anywhere. But we do need to clean the slate, and that's probably the best thing to do. All right, all right, good call, man. Thanks for your call, Q. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Appreciate it. Ah, yo. So he, we have one vote. One vote for uh, moving DSJ to the Timberwolves. My thing with that is I don't know what. I, for a second round pick, that's a hard pill to swallow, man. Top. That's a hard pill to swallow. That's a hard pill to swallow, man. Just one. Just one pick is crazy. Like, at least a couple. Like, our best case because, like I said, he's going to need time to raise his trade value. And a lot of time at that. A lot of time. So, it's like, 
My thing is, will he ever be more worth more than a second round pick? Is the big question. That's to me. Can we get him? Mike Miller seems like he's the right coach. He's a development development coach. He's gotten a few players called up from the G to here. Maybe we give Mike Miller the reins and see what he does with him in a full year. He had five assists today. He gave him a little bit of run. But realistically, we can't run with three-point guards right now if we expect to trade one. Alfred Payton probably has a solid trade value where it doesn't hurt if we get a second round for him. DSJ, though, his value could be a lot higher. Next caller, I'm going to Edgar from Queens. He wants to talk about DSJ, DSJ trade rumors and the game tonight. Switching over to you, Edgar from Queens. What up, bro? What's going What's up, on? Man? What's up? Um, I'm going to say I think you should trade uh, Dennis Smith Jr., but not right now. I think you should wait until the trade deadline. Mm. Um, give him a little give him a little bit more time. If by the trade deadline he's really not showing you anything else, I think you just got to move him. I mean, I think at least a second-round pick – well, it is better than nothing, to be honest, because you you never know what you can get in there with, with that second round pick. Uh, if if you keep it more than that, you might you might run the risk of his value going even lower, and you get nothing at all. You know, I'm not saying that that's that would happen for sure, mm-hmm. but it, it is a possibility. You know, yeah. um, I get I, it. I think that's something that we should, we should actually consider. Now, um, th- another thing that I want to touch on. Okay. I know there was uh, an Instagram post on Nick Fan TV about uh, Gilbert Arena talking with, with uh, Ari or whatever it is. Oh, Ari. Saying that mm-hmm. RG, yeah, yeah, saying that RG Barrett should be moved to the point guard position and Trier as shooting guard. I think that's bogus, man. Uh, <laughs> RJ is not a point guard. RJ is not a point guard. They got to keep RJ as the shooting guard or to or, or small forward where he flashes. And, and he gets his touches uh, of cuts and stuff like that. That, that. that whole nonsense with him bringing up the ball when trying to set other people up did not work with Fisdale, and it's not going to work with anybody else. He's not a point guard. <laughs> so that, that should not even be considered, to be honest. Okay. That, that whole exchange we had gave me a whole, it gave me a headache, to be honest. Oh, man. Hold on. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me pull on. Let me pull that up. Let me pull that out so everybody knows what we're on. talking about. And then, and then, and then talk about uh, talk about uh, banning booing fans. Listen, I get it. Booing the team kind of sucks, but if the team is not performing and they're putting out sinkers out there, getting blown out by thirty points every other game and whatnot, then the fans are gonna boo. Like the fans pay to watch to watch the product, and they want to watch something good. They don't want to come and watch the team get smacked by thirty points every other night. You know, of course they're gonna boo. You know, if I was a player and I'm playing on the team. And, and I'm not putting my all out there, and I'm and I'm letting other teams walk over me and dunk and celebrate on my own, own home court. I, I wouldn't mind the fans doing, to be honest, because that's the harder money they're wasting and everything. You know, you, you can't ban fans on that. Yeah, like you know what it is too. There's, there's a there's a there's a lot of nuance to that too as well. Like because like I, I actually, if you have not watched this video, I, I do I do not do a lot of solo videos. But I did do a video about um, the booing that happened when the We Want Frank chance happened. And the, the essence of that to me was, it was more about Fizdale to me than DSJ. That's the way I felt about it anyway. Because, listen, at that time, DSJ wasn't playing well. 
and Fizdale was letting him play through it, and then when Frank mm-hmm. wasn't playing well, they're pulling him. So to me, right. that's why I felt like the fans were really cranting we want Frank because it, it just seemed like it was a bias happening that game. And unless you're a Knicks fan right. who follows the Knicks super closely, you probably won't get all that information from the boo. You'll just say, oh, Knicks are just booing and acting crazy. Just like certain ESPN guys who don't really watch the game, but they casually watch it, don't see that Fizdale had uh-huh. some tactical problems and they just think, oh, we're being impatient. No, Fizdale had some tactical problems with his team and he didn't know what he was doing. So, like, it's just one of those things that comes to the territory for casual fans versus Nick fans, to me. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I agree with uh, Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that, on the whole DSJ doing that. That that was a separate thing, but my, my thing comes more towards, like, the performance as a team, all, like, as a whole. Like, when they're getting blown out by 30 and showing no spirit. Right. And, and, and they talk about, like, we're dogs and, and we're not going to let anybody come into the Mecca and disrespect us and we're going to give our hard fouls. And then you go on the court and you do none of that and you let other teams do bottle flip challenges and walking on the on the floor without socks and celebrating. Yeah, and yeah. And nah, that. you take that personal. I think that's, I think that's when you deserve to get booed. Now, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's the reason you get booed. Like, I'm not... Listen, to me, that was for the coach. But to me, as a fan, if you're not showing the heart, I'm going to boo. It's all it's all about so heart and fact. effort. It's all about heart and effort. Me, personally, me, personally, I don't care about missed shots, per se. I care about bad missed shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can tell the difference between... A team who's learning and, and trying to work through some kinks to, or a team who, a guy who's like a little bit too selfish. If you try to shoot to two or three people, I'm going to boo you. You know what I mean? If if the guy, if you're, if the, if there's a loose ball on the floor, you don't dive on the floor, I'm going to boo you. Like I, that's how I work. Yeah. So I mean, if you don't like that, then you don't deserve to be in New York. You just need to leave right now. That's how I feel about. It. That's exactly what I was getting at. You you read my mind right there. Boom. That, that's what I'm talking about. Boom. And and as far as the RJ being the point guard thing, uh, he had. I was. I will say this. RJ does have some point guard skills. He is not a pure point guard. He, he can pass. He can set up some nice lives and pick and rolls. Um, it's possible he can play point guard down the line, but he is not a pure point guard right now. So, but that's another story. That that's another story, <clears throat> but there's there's yeah. yeah, yeah, but good I call. Think, I think right now this is, I think right now they should focus on 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 his strengths, not trying to turn him into something that that he's not really, um, he's not really, um, he's not right now. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Like right now, he needs to just concentrate on finishing out the hole, and and ensuring that up, <laughs> and, and his jump shot. Pretty much finish those work yeah. on those two things. Yeah. Uh, but the good call, good call, Edgar. I'm going on to the next call. Thanks. Happy holidays. All right, man. Happy holidays. Yo, shout out to everybody watching on Knicks Fan TV. Shout out to everybody watching on the Nick of Time Show. Uh, yo, shout out to my guy Fritz. Uh, he he finally has somebody helping me edit uh, the Nick of Time Show stuff. Fritz is our new editor, so shout out to him. He, he helped edit the last episode of the KOT show. So, sh- love to you, Fritz. 
Yo, if you if you are a new if you are a new watcher, hashtag new for your boy. Hit hashtag new. Let me see if they shot you out. Knicks fan TV, you're not loading in the chats for some reason, but I'm going to go back and forth to, to see if anybody is typing that hashtag new so y'all won't be left out. Alright? The shout out to G Andreas, Kevin Tucker, Prince at Truce, the mod, Steve Sinclair. Shout out to you guys. Hashtag new to Isaac Sadiq Sadaka. Shout out to you. Who else? Who else? Shout out to Murdoch, man. Murdoch says trade Randall and Stark. Mook after four. Sure is the best scorer on the team. He's getting no minutes. I do feel like Trey maybe should have got a few minutes earlier. Earlier in the game, maybe third quarter when the game is getting out of line, we couldn't hit no shots. John Talento, hashtag old. <laughs> but I feel you. I feel you. This was a game for ISO to get some early minutes, especially early. When he's out of the game. All right, next caller. Next caller, I'm going to Alex from Manhattan. Wants to talk about DSD, DSJ trade. Shout out to you, Alex from Manhattan. You are live, brother. Yo. What up? What's good, J-Hose? Happy holidays, man. Yeah, happy holidays, man. Appreciate you uh, Appreciate you holding it down, even though that obviously, like you said, tomorrow night's probably going to, uh, you know, unfortunately be rough. But Yeah, man. Shout, shout out to Knicks know, fans we, watching. Y'all Euro fans right now, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, um, yo, yeah, I was just going to say, as far as, like, DSJ goes, like, I definitely agree with you and, like, the last few, uh, you know, calls and all that. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think there's something to be said about, like, obviously Mitch was kind of, like, diamond in the rough as far as second-round picks go. But, oh, hell yeah. You know, like like you said, like if we could get a couple, I think that'd be fine. Like, I, you know, I don't want to just repeat everything people have been saying, but that was really more what I was just trying to call and, and say was just like the Knicks. You know, they're they're laughing stock every now and then, whatever. It's like that's easy and all that. We know why we support, but um, yeah, I think I think they're like scouting and everything is actually kind of like underrated at times. Obviously, oh, yeah, like, yeah. historically, there's whatever failures or you know i don't know you know there's a certain amount of like unpredictability or whatever that goes into it but i don't know we might it might be better to just trust them and hope that dsj you know it's like nothing against him as a player but i don't know man you only see flashes and then you and then you see him revert back where it's like you know he can't even d up on people or whatever it's like he, got, he had a nice block the other day against the Hawks, but it's like he's going up against Trey Young, you know? It's like Trae Yeah, Young's exactly. Nice, of course you're going to get he's that. Kinda, he's kind of on the smaller side too, you know? So. Yeah, my, the thing that um, I go back and forth with DSJ is, is, is like the heart situation to me is the scariest thing. Like I, I'm, I'm wary of players who don't have that will to win. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean... I don't think that it's necessarily great. Like, same thing with uh, with Julius, where it's like you see him have good moments and you see him kind of like regress at times. And mm-hmm. I think it's worth keeping in mind that, that he's young. Right. But, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at like uh, Minnesota right now as far as like their salary and like roster and everything. And it's like, I mean, if we could package the two of them and maybe get like, I, I think that there's ways of kind of like 
getting salary to equal out. And there are some solid players in Minnesota that we could actually use going forward. So Who do you have your eye on? I mean, not I mean, Covington's making 11 mil, like, James yeah. at 16. Like, I, I can't remember off the top of the, off the top of my head what DSJ is making, but... DSJ, DSJ is on his rookie scale right now. I believe he's making, as of now, uh, I think five million dollars a year, and, and it's gonna go what, wait, up. What's, what's Julius? That he's at like twenty or something? Is that that's way too high? Huh? I know. No, I think Julius is at. Hold on, I can't remember off the top. I can't remember off the top. Hold on, let me look it up real quick. <laughs> It's like impossible to memorize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember. It's funny. I remember job, a lot yeah. of random stuff. But Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. I think he's in the twenties. I think he's like might be twenty. Julius yeah, Randle. Yeah, I know it's sixty-three for three years, so I figure that it's like close to that. If it's not that already. Right, Julius Randle's salary. Boom. Boom. Julius Randle's salary. All right. <laughs> All right, so loading up slow as hell. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I think, I think maybe the only issue is that, um, you know, those two guys I named, they're both twenty nine, so it's kind of like that's not that old, but it's not that young either, you know. So yeah, yo, yeah, it's the move really. But my thing with Covington is, I want to see what we have because Covington is a shooting, is like a small forward, right? I want to see what we have in. Yeah. We, we have a lot of those two, like. If I'm getting Covington, right. I'm, I'm getting him to move him somewhere else because we already have a guy like Reggie Bullock that we have to look at or, or move. Mm-hmm. We also okay. have uh, Kevin Knox. Um, right, right. So if we do make a move like that, I'm move, I'm getting him to move him or something because I'm not sure what I need is. That's, sure. the, that's the thing with the – that's the thing with their roster in general. It's like I'm not sure exactly what we want besides Culver. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think they're willing to mm-hmm. give up on Culver – just yet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like it might be I a little mean, bit too that, young for that. They don't seem <laughs> to be winning from their perspective, you know. But yeah, but like as expected, Julius Randle, eighteen million. It's not bad, yo. To, mm. to be honest, it's not that bad. I mean, yeah. it's Tim Hardaway Jr. money, you know. I mean, it's Tim Hardaway Jr. money, but he's he's more productive. But he, I wish he. I wish he was more consistent. Uh, hopefully that uh, I'm hoping. That Miller can get some more consistency out of him. All right. Even, mm-hmm. uh, thanks, yo, night. Thank you for the call, man. We move on to the next quarter. So a couple more quarters in the queue. Yeah, no worries, bro. Peace. All right, man. Later. All right. That was Alex. Shout out to everybody in the chat. You are the real MVPs if you are watching this right now, because it is Friday. The Knicks got rocked. I think the Knicks right lived like last night. That had to be it. They had to be at live because they came out here sluggish. First unit came out here sluggish. Didn't know what to do. Miami Heat spoiled Bobby Portis's night. <laughs> next next quarter is on the line though. What's going on? Will from LI is my guy. If you don't know, Will from LI is my guy. Hey, that is my guy. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Jay? I see you still holding it down. Appreciate the work you're doing, man. Yo, man, thanks, man. Yo, always showing love, bro. Always showing love, man. No, but of course, of course. Uh, listen, man. I mean, listen. I know. Looking at the heat today, and 
I'm I'm still pissed off, man. Like I'm still pissed off with the whole Pat Riley thing back in the day. And but it but I was looking at it just to be like, this is exactly why we still need that front office change, right? Because it's like you look you look at Pat Riley, right, and you look at um that that uh that rookie they got none. Yeah. Right? Where Oof. basically they said that, you know the story how nobody wanted to take a chance on him. Because he had, like, that whole domestic abuse thing that happened in college or anything like that, which he, like, like he, like, uh, he took a misdemeanor charge or whatever. But it's just, like, look at what happened. And I don't know, and there were reports that came out. Now, I don't know how, you know, credible these reports are, but they said that the Knicks wanted yeah. to give him I was about like, to say a contract that. or something. I was about to say that. They, they invited him. So, they gave him a summer league. The rumor was they invented, they, invented, they uh, gave him a summer league tryout. They, wanted, they invited him to the summer league. And he turned it down. So the Knicks were on it. Because, but uh, he had more right. credibility, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but it's just like, and it's not even none specifically, but it's just players like none. Like, we we hit a home run on Mr. Robinson. You know, he's great. He's amazing. Right? Right. And, and I think that's that's uh, that's Mills. I mean, not, that's, that's, that's Scott Perry, Ninja Pete. Right. You know, it's just like, I, I just I don't know if Scott if uh, if Mills is gonna is like the president that should be on this team, you know. And it's just like it's just I don't know the whole thing with uh, David Black. That kind of just rubbed me the wrong way because it's just like again, all these reports are coming out that you're basically gonna lose your job at the end of the season. So why are you bringing in somebody in as a consultant that are, that obviously has connection towards only you? Yeah. You feel me? So, it's, I mean, again, it's, you can always use more scouting. David Black, he has a resume, you know. So, you know, it's, it's not that big of a thing, but it's just, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to be clear that this roster was constructed poorly. Like, Ari loves to tell us. Sorry, Ari. <laughs> and, like, listen, he is, we... We need to. I, I want massage, and it's like I, if the if the price is not too steep, like I would love him in that role instead of Steve Mills, because I just don't think that Steve Mills is gonna help us get to that point that we need to get to. But uh, what did you think about that? About uh, I, I'm yeah, Steve Mills needs to go. I'm 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 totally with it. But like we're we're in a situation right now. The situation we in is right now is the more we win, the more likely. He is to stay because then they prove their point uh, that Fisdale is right. And then if we lose, we lose Mike Miller, we lose and we lose uh, Steve Mills and Scott Perry and all those guys as well. So yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a catch twenty two. Yeah, I don't know which one's the worst option. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, and and the scary thing for me is Dolan making decisions by himself with nobody there. Like my, the scary I, thing for I me is Dolan. if we swipe, if we strike out on Ujiri, then what? Because I don't, th- I feel like uh, Dolan yeah. makes choices by throwing darts at a board. He's not a basketball. He does not have a basketball mind. So once we strike out on Ujiri, I can't. I don't need. It's like Ujiri Presti, and then I don't know if he's gonna do his homework to figure out. Who's the real? You know what I mean? Like, I, just I might. You don't know who's gonna hire. Maybe it'll just be exactly. Alex And I just don't want. I just don't want like a squirm type of move. Like, I feel like this season is a product of just 
we didn't get what we wanted. Now let's like let's just scramble. You know, like it wasn't done properly. So I, they don't have a good track record at Plan B's when Plan A's fail. Yeah. So I just don't want to get a Plan B that's just gonna hold us back another how many other seasons you know i mean it's like i'm just looking at, i'm already on the tankathon man i'm already on that tank oh yeah it's coming yo that tank that yeah, tank started I'm though the tank is started it's in the keys in the ignition <laughs> we are loading the bullets <laughs> the tank has started we are the third worst team in the league right now <laughs> absolutely so i mean either way man, i'm gonna let you get back to it tomorrow's gonna be a rough one i mean I don't know. I'll try to call it in if I can, but I just I, I, if we get if we move past forty like last time, uh, you're not gonna hear from me. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be me by myself. Love the work you do, man. Appreciate you holding it down. I yo, salute, salute to my guy Will from LI. Yo, that's like my bro. I don't even know. I don't even know that guy like that, but that's my brother, man. Shout out to Will from LI. Always holding me down. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, bro. Yo, the conundrum. The conundrum, man. If you have not heard, it is official. The New York Knicks hired David Blatt as basketball consultant, according to Shams Charsina. It is official. He is a basketball consultant. He has that cachet of being good internationally, so he probably... No, not probably. He will be helping scouting overseas. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of the beat writers and stuff say, you know, he's a smart guy. This is a good move because he knows his stuff. Which is good for us. He's like, okay, that's that. He has his pulse on the international game. He's won a gold medal as a coach back in the day. This might be good for us. But at the same time, it still indicates that Dolan still trusts Steve Mills to make long-term decisions because he's if he's hiring him to scout, that means he thinks he will be around in the summer. That's all I'm saying. Going into the next caller. Who's Mark from Queens? He wants to talk about the game. Shout out to who's Mark. I'm switching over. What's going on, Mark? You hear me? Yeah. What's going on, bro? How you doing? How was your night? I'm yo all all things considering, I'm good, man. I'm I'm blessed. I'm chilling. I'm not in my. I'm not. I'm not nowhere warm like CP is. You know what I mean? I'm not in like California on the beach or nothing. With my beard glistening, but I'm I'm good. Now this is in California. I'm here watching this dreadful. I don't know where we're gonna go with this team next because if this is it's going to be a scary, scary. Next year process, and in the next couple of years, I don't see anything positive with this team going forward, even with the coach, because he will have to be the casualty because those two guys up in the front office will have to go immediately. Kamikaze? Immediately. <laughs> immediately. There's no thinking. There's no sympathizing. They have to go. They're, they're, they did some blunders. I have to really, today, I'm out, and I had to read that. I had to read that Ramona Shelburne article, her on Wolves did, on the Knicks front office and how Steve Mills created a cult, and 
did all this extra stuff, like signing Tim Hardaway so David Griffin wouldn't get the job and stuff like that. And then he goes and hires yeah. David Black. Cool. You know, it's cool that he hired David Black. I'm not mad at David Black. Yeah, I'm not mad. But the fact that he still, the fact that he still making basketball decisions is what scares me because now, here's the issue. I'm letting y'all know right now. If y'all looking for, if y'all think any of these Knicks players, a la Dennis Smith is going to get traded, guess what? Another young player is going with him. Another young player is going with you, and, and, and Frank is going to be one of them. Frank is going to be one of them because your man Perry don't like Frank and your man Steve Mills don't like Dennis Smith Jr. So they're looking to package both of them in a deal. In a deal. So I want um, to compare this because listen, it's going to happen. Just trust me, it's going to happen. Because remember, his, uh, his, his uh, extension is coming up and they don't want to give it to him. They're not going to give him what he wants. He's going to want a 11, he's going to want 11, 11, 11 million per year. A four year and a five year deal. Knicks aren't gonna give it to him unless Harry and Steve Mills are fired. Other than that, ain't going anywhere right now. The teams don't want him. And I see that Timberwolves thing. Mm-hmm. But the only way that's gonna happen, the only way that's gonna happen, we're not gonna get back anything. Who y'all? Who y'all think we getting back? Nobody, man. Trade. Nobody got the trade values right now, man. That's the reality of the situation. Nobody really has the trade value right now, bro. The t- you, you know the Timberwolves have the nerve to ask because you know what they're right. They want a first round pick with Dennis Smith Jr. That's what they want. That's what they want. <laughs> Look, the Timberwolves are making they that. Want us to give a- the Timberwolves are gambling, man. The Timberwolves are gambling like they are. They see the athleticism. They think, hey, you know what? If yeah, you just give him a second round, get something, get something out of him. We're good money. We can match him with Cat, and we're good to go. Listen, this is what I was saying, bro. Because I came up with a trade machine possibility if, the, if they want to trade with us. This is what I was thinking. Okay. I don't know if people don't agree. Well, I don't really care if people don't agree. This is just how I feel. I would package Dennis Smith Jr., Randall, and Knox, and they give me back Gorgie James, and they give me back a young player and a first-round pick, and I will be okay with that. Because, you know what, bro? I'm tired of watching Julius Randall on my floor. He cannot lead this team of young players, and he's hurting us without spacing. He's hurting because he's a ball hogger. His effort is not there. It's, I can't, you can't pay someone that amount of money to come in here and show those efforts around young thoroughbreds. It's not going to work because if the best player on your team that gets paid the most do not show their talent or work hard, the young guys, no matter how talented they are, are not going to play up to par. Now you're right. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Y'all watched that Lakers game against Giannis, uh, Giannis. Right. Just off the strength how Giannis played. Read off, read off that roster that, 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 that Milwaukee's playing. Did you see the intensity? We went out there like some punk, punk tonight. Nobody <laughs> wanted to play tonight. Yo, we, 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 they had more talent. Yo, I'm not even going to lie, though. I, I came in here get, expecting to be... To me, demolished, man. To be honest with you, I, I did. Yo, and, and I was actually more, tonight. I was actually more disappointed in the, the first unit than the second unit. I, I kind of honestly feel like guys like Knox and, and Mitchell Robinson, and they actually kind of fought a little bit, man. To be honest with you, and I think Knox in himself is a pro. I think we should chill with the Knox things for sure. Like I'm, and I'm not 
the I, I've been hard on Knox. I've been harder on Knox than anybody else. This I don't season. like his motive for a nineteen-year-old. I don't like it either, though. Bro, bro, I, I even said it the day I drafted. Do not take this kid because he has a motor issue. It's the same thing with the Timberwolves is having with Wiggins right now. Wiggins is so talented. Yep, I said so the same. I said the same thing. I he said. Just he just cannot uphold his will because he don't have that in his heart. And no matter what coach you have, you cannot teach a player their motor. I watch Mitch. He's, he's so raw. But you know why I can watch him and have faith in him? Because he gives and, 100% and, and every time. Yeah. He, he, he comes with a tremendous motor, a motor that a young kid should have that's playing in the NBA. I'm telling you right, 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 right now. I understand. What the Knicks did from... What the Knicks did from November for alienating poor Zingas, for, 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 for lying on him th- 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 throughout the league, trust me, players know. That's why Kevin Durant and these guys didn't want to come here. Because mm. Steve Mills, man, and until he's gone, we're we just going to look the way we look because they think that Randall could win 40% of our games, the, next, the, the rest of the game. And from that thinking, man, listen, have a good night. I just wanted to express myself. Okay, yeah, yo, get it out, bro. Because I, get it out, man. That's awful. I'm just so, I'm so sour. It's like I want to work for this team, man, but I'm just soured out because of the move that was made, the, the type of egos those two, those two guys in the front office have. That article, that article should ring more noise because it, it, it goes in depth to how everything goes about. And even at the end of the day, you know, people say, poor niggas, you know, he has injury prone. But you know what? I'd rather him because... When he was here, he had subpar talent following him. There's a difference. I'm watching him tonight. He shouldn't be out. Everybody's looking from an offensive standpoint. It's not just that, bro. The kid just brings it. He's on the floor. His impact is there. That's something Randall don't have. And I would rather have a player like that than a player that don't have no impact, a player that don't care, a player that only claps the ball when he wants the, the ball on offense. I need somebody that's going to follow, that's going to make these young kids follow because that's all we got right now. And RJ said it the other night when we played, when we played that game. When the ball moves, the game is much funner. He's come from a winning situation. And for him to go through this, it's hurting his game. Just look at his development, man. There's no spacing for the kids. Yeah, man. He's trying, he's, he's trying, but there's no spacing. It's to a point, scratch all that stuff. Running the ball through Julius Randle and Morris. Run it through him because, let me tell you something, if the Knicks don't get their act together in the next four years, we're going to lose RJ and everyone else. Oh, that's, that's a fact. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen, and I'm afraid of that. Everybody is, man. Because if we, lose, if we lose RJ, there's no direction with the team. There's none. Yeah. There's none. And you have to develop RJ too, man. I, yeah, I can't be positive right now. Everybody must call me the Grinch, but nah, man. <laughs> the Knicks really played themselves. They really played themselves to, 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 to something. It's unforgivable, man. And, and, and they're trading guys because of their mistakes. That's what happened. Uh, of their mistakes. I get it. I mean, this, I feel you. I appreciate the call, man. I, I feel you. Yeah, man. Good night, man. Good night, good night. I'm sorry out there. No, it's no, it's no, I'm sorry. You got to get it out. You got to get it out. You got to get it out. That uh, that article was like a shockwave through Nick's Twitter, and I'll say this: when I read the article, it's not there's there wasn't 
a lot of surprises to me because we've talked about on this program. If you follow this program from last year to now, you realize that we've talked about a lot of the stuff that was in the article already. Just reading it back to back, back it just kind of shocks some people. But the things I know in the article was the Knicks were definitely shopping Porzingis before the trade deadline happened. That's why the trade happened so quickly. So that, boom, that definitely happened. Was it because his, this because he was tight or not? I don't know. That remains to be seen. We don't know what the real story is, but it happened. It's over. And that'd be that. It could be because he was mad at the coach. It could be because he was sour at, who knows. But it's over. And it happened already. And at this point, I'm just trying to move on from that. And move forward with RJ Barrett and these guys right here. And what our next steps are. Next caller, passionate call from the last from the last guy on the line. Next caller is Matt from Brooklyn. He wants to talk about Randall and DSJ. Matt, can you hear me? Yo. You, what's going on, man? Yeah, man, I hear you. What's going on, man? How you doing? All things considered, man, I'm still good. I'm still good. <laughs> I, I knew people were going to be pissed after this loss tonight. And I'm, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure people are going to be pissed after tomorrow night. But these are the two yeah. best teams in the East. So people have to keep a little a level head a little bit and realize where we are in this development. We don't have the pieces right now. We're going to see what we really are. I just want to say, uh, in like Randall's defense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the other caller like, was really trashing on Randall. And everybody's saying that we should trade him, we should trade him. But I just don't understand that Randall's a good player. He's got talent. Like, last season on the Pelicans, he had his best season of his career. He's averaging, like, 20-plus points and eight rebounds. That's one of the reasons why we signed him so quickly. No, and the I'm, reason I'm why he was having one of the best... Yeah? Go ahead, go ahead. I was close signing you. Go ahead. Yeah, one of the reasons why he was having his best season is because he had a true point guard who had to spread the floor as a playmaker and Drew Holiday. Like, that's what we don't have. We have all these point guards that don't know what they're doing. They don't have any talent. Frank is a defender. He's not a playmaker. He doesn't know how to spread the floor, and he's scared to drive in. And and we have all these other guys who think they're on the same talent level. There's no clear-cut number one option. And in New Orleans and the Pelicans, we had they had AD and they had Drew Holiday. So Julius Randle knew his place to be in the post and be a post scorer and get rebounds. And that's where he excelled. And that's why he had one of his best seasons. But over here, he thinks he's the best player in the Knicks. So he just takes the ball in his own hand, right. you know, takes the ball up the court, and decides to drive in because there's no other option. He doesn't have a point guard who knows how to spread the floor and bring the best out of him. DSJ seems like he just doesn't want to be there because maybe he doesn't want to be there. I don't know what's his deal. And Alfred Payton is maybe the, the best point guard we have, but he's not, he's not, you know, a starting point guard caliber player. He's a good backup maybe, but he's not a starting point guard for sure in any other team. Right, yeah. he, he's just solid. He's a, he's a solid player who can make plays for other people, but you know he's a, a decent finisher and right. a bad and a bad three point shooter. So like I I, I totally right. hear what you're saying. Like, go ahead. Yeah, like like it all starts with a point guard. You know, yeah, it's a positionless league now, but a point guard is still the main position we need for a good offense, and we don't have a good offense. We have a bunch of players who think they're on the same, who think they're the better than the other player, but they're all on the same talent level, and they don't have direction. You know, and that's why I think trading for a point guard is the most important thing for us—a true point guard who knows how to spread the floor, who knows the the like the, the, 
strengths and weaknesses of, of their of their teammates and knows how to bring it out of them. You know, Julius Randle is still a good player. And if we just trade him now when we just signed him, what does that say about us? That we just we sign players these big ass contracts and we just trade them when the first opportunity presents itself? Yeah. They don't want to come to a team that they know they're just going to trade. Here's my thing with the trade. No. Here's my thing with the trade Julius Randle thing. Like he is still kind of young. I don't want to just trade him just to trade him because exactly. like, but but, exactly. but I, I like no one like my rule is no one is really untradeable really in my mind right. And as bad as right. Julius Randle has played, like I we 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 know he's not a first option. We all agree to that, right? <laughs> right, hundred percent. He's not a first option. I do believe if we have but, but a coach that can reel him in. Do we have, exactly. I do believe if we had a coach that can reel him in and a real first option, he couldn't be useful. I do believe that. Right. But the role he's used. The but, also, role he's, but also a real point guard. Right. You know, like a point guard like Drew Holiday, who brought the best out of him. I mean, he had a great season last year. He really did. And that's one of the reasons why we signed him. Right. Nah, that's a fact. You know? But we, but like, we like do. Even, like, Drew, Drew Holiday is on, is on the trade block now, and I don't think it's so crazy to think that maybe we should make a, you know, try to make a package for him. I mean, it doesn't make the most most sense, but to have somebody like that on our roster to just give some, some life to this organization, to our fans, I mean, that I don't see what the what the problem would be of that. Oh, I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love Drew Holiday, man. I, I, I wanted Drew Holiday yeah, here before he got here. He's amazing. He's a, he's a true point guard. That's for sure. But my, my stance is you I want to see what the – the draft before I put a bunch of assets into Drew Holiday because it's going to take a bunch of assets into him. But because the draft has Lamelo Ball and Cole Anthony and right. all these, you know, potential great point guards. But even if we draft the point guard, we can just we can just flip Drew Holiday for more draft picks to a contending team. Right, but the, my thing is, we to get Drew Holiday in the first place, we have to give him dra- probably have to give him draft picks and pieces. You know uh, what I'm saying? So it's like. Right. To do all that right for me personally, to do all that right now, then to just straight up flip him right afterwards to me is is like a little bit weird. So I, me personally, even though I do love Drew Holiday, I would stay away from it at least right. this year. I don't mean. I just think this team, this organization, needs to start taking chances, needs to start taking risks, and, and making a trade for for a guy that can be a, a future piece. If we just rely on draft picks and draft picks and draft picks, I mean, clearly no draft pick has worked out for us in the past, you know, five years. Oh, absolutely. You know? Like, well, who's really, who really, you know, panned out for us? Kevin Knox is looking like a, maybe his highest seedings a 3 and D guy, but not even. Yeah. You know, he seems like he doesn't really have direction. Frank is was, was picked up for strictly for the triangle. And that's not an operation now, and he's just a defensive player. I don't think he'll ever develop into an offensive-minded player, really. And, uh, I mean, who else? RJ? I mean, RJ has potential to be a star in this league. But, I mean, with everything that's been happening this rookie year, it's very possible that we're, we're stunting his growth as a player. So, you know, yeah. I, just, I just think we need to take at least a couple of risks to, to trade for an established guy to at least know we have one guy in the right direction. I mean, yeah. look at the worst teams in the league. The Atlantic Hawks have Trey Young. At least yeah. they have a they have a terrible record, but at least they have one guy with the with a positive direction. I you feel know? you. I feel you. I, I appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. Um, Thanks, man. Thanks for listening, man. No, no problem. Problem. I think. Have a good night, man. Ah, uh, you too. I I do think at some point we do have to trade some pieces and, and make a a push, but I think it's just the wrong time. You know what I mean? 
Like I feel I feel like moves like that happen when you kind of have a little bit something going or you have like so many assets built up that it's really not going to affect you that much and I don't think we're in that position yet to to trade for somebody to give up a lot of pieces to trade for somebody cuz especially like I don't know what his contract when his contract is up in particular but Drew Holiday I believe he's like a free agent in a year or two and it would be dope if the Knicks actually did something right and was actually able to develop these guys and were actually decent in a year or two but I don't think yeah I don't think the time I don't, I don't know it's just I don't think I wouldn't do it I wouldn't make that move right now. But that's just me. Let me know what you think in the chat, though. Would you trade for Drew Holiday? As of right now, would you trade for Drew Holiday? EJ, EJ1, EG, EJ1 says, nah. <laughs> Alexander says, nah. <laughs> Out of respect for his game. That's funny. Knicks Fan TV chat overwhelmingly says no. I see one yes from Moise, from Moises. Shout out to Moises. Allen says Drew Holiday is going to Miami. Joshua says Alonzo Ball trade for Alonzo Ball. I don't why would you trade I don't Do you guys want Alonzo Ball here, man? I don't get trading for Alonzo Ball either. I don't get trading for more project point guards when we already have project point guards on the team. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm waiting for the draft. I'm waiting for the draft right now. We need somebody, really? The next summer, we need one of these draft picks to work out. We need to keep drafting. At some point, we got to make some moves. Trade more for a low first round to trade some of these guys for a second. Keep drafting. Hopefully, one of these guys turns out right. Hoping RJ turns out. Frank, somebody. If one of these guys hit that we draft, that'll be huge for us. Then it'll be easier to make certain trades and easier to lower free agents. We just need one of these draft picks to hit, man. RJ, get a jump shot, my guy. RJ, get a jump shot, my guy. Help us. Help us out, man. Help us out. You know what? That's he'll hit that thumbs up button. Hit that thumbs up button for your boy. J. Your boy JL is holding down the post game live show dolo by himself. If you are new to the chat, subscribe, man. Subscribe. Subscribe to the Knicks Fan TV and the Nick Time Show. This is a show for the fans, by the fans, where we talk the intricacies of Knicks basketball, not just the glossy stuff that they talk on TV. On ESPN, we talk the intricacies of Knicks basketball, talk about Knicks rumors, Knicks news, and we are live after every game. If you're a Knicks fan TV, hit subscribe, hit that like button. If you're on Nick a Time Show, subscribe, hit that like button. Hey, you know what? Swap to swap to other channels, hit the like button on the channels. Show both of us some love, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to CP, 
He on vacation over there in California. They, they have informed me that it is not hot in Cali. I'm still jealous, though, because I'm still here. At least y'all got palm trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to pick me. I got, I got something to look forward to. It's cold out here, man. It is cold. Snowing. But, yeah, shout out to you guys, man, in the chat. Shout out to Alton Lee. Ernesto will diverge. James Sanchez. Shout out to everybody on Knicks Fan TV chat. Shout out to guys on the Nick of Time Show chat. Matanel Kaplan's been holding it down. Tyre Morris. EJ1. Alexander. Craig Williams always holding me down. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for everybody for watching. I'm going to turn it down because we got another game tomorrow. Your boy JL is holding it down himself again tomorrow. There will be no CP. It will just be me holding down the post-game live show. Holding it down to see if he comes back from vacation. CP got vacation time. Crazy. In the meantime, in between time, please subscribe if you're new. And this is not the only show. If you don't know, I'm part of two pods. I'm part of this one, my guy CP. Called the Post Game Live Show. We do shows after, live after every game. And I'm also part of the Nick of Time Show. Show produced by me and my friends. Drops every week on Monday and Tuesday. On Monday. On YouTube on Wednesday. So shout out to my guys. The Nick of Time Show. I'm signing off dog. Thanks for everybody for watching. If you want to catch up on Nick Time Show. Definitely head to my YouTube right now. It's the newest episode. It's up right now for you guys to watch. Um, also, if you did not know, I do have a very an active blog out with some very talented writers. Shout out to Ken. <clears throat> Shout out to D Stacks. Shout out to my guy Ryan. Shout out to everybody contribute. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to all the writers of the Nick and Tom Show. If you have not checked out the site, definitely check out the site and all the writers. And also, you can see our 100th episode just passed, Nick Time Show. Yes, I've recorded 100 episodes. Been doing this for a few years. So definitely check out the 100th episode of Nick Time Show. And please like and subscribe as we talk Nicks. And definitely check out the KOT store when you get a chance. To get your KOT merch. Got your Ninja Peace got Perry shirts, Maple Mamba shirts with RJ Barrett. The Whose Man's is this? And some oldies. Probably gotta take the fist down. Still got Ron Baker for the Ron Baker friends, Frank Lakina fans. That Mitch Hoodie is still fire. Kevin Knox fans. For all you guys who love Nick Time Show, who love our merch, want to support, definitely support by doing that. You can also send super chats. To both channels. Links to the PayPal in the description. That is all, man. Thanks for supporting your boy. Shout out to everybody left in the chat. They call me Tack, Craig Williams, Alexander, Ty Morris. Everybody supported, man. Thank you for watching. Also, shout out to everybody in the Knicks Fan TV chat. Ryan John. 
Knicks fan. <laughs> TM. Who's marks to take down Scott Perry shirt? I'll take it down. I'll definitely take it down if he gets traded. <laughs> or gets cut. New York guy. Ernest or Nurstel, The Verge. James Swain. Shout out to everybody in Knicks fans TV chat. That is our show. I hope you enjoyed it. Smash that thumbs up. Peace.